You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver, Tyler. Dime. Gordy, also present. Still with us. Excellent. Still still living. Keep that up. Despite it all. Despite, despite the unprecedented times, they have not managed to get me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have had other diseases, but not the big one that's going around. <laughs> I, d- I did my stint with the big one. I don't <clears throat> recommend it. Mine was fairly mild and easy thanks to the power of vaccinations, but... I still get out of breath easy. Where are we headed this time? We're going to keep going with our our classic buddies to start out this year, ease us back into the whole <laughs> folklore milieu. Before we um, branch out, we have to check in on the greatest hits. It's like, hey, buddies, how you doing? Uh, so we're Now we're that's what I call grim. folklore. <laughs> we're hitting up the Grimm brothers again, those, those classic bros, um, <laughs> with uh, the tale The Two King's Children. Uh, so this one was initially sought by Marie de Floof, who had a vague memory of, of what the, the story was, and then it was found by Bread Wet Pillages in the Discord. So that is, uh, I'm, I'm counting both of them as a the, tag team. the reason we have this. Thank you both. Uh, Thank I'm ye. sourcing this reading from Sir Laloon, because why not? The true um, heroes of this show. It's Yeah, they, they do such good work. Um so this is an 1884 tale, and it's uh, ATU-313, The Magic Flight. But I believe we will encounter a number of Tyler Gordy Carmen typings in here that give it... Yeah, we it, can fix that. Yeah, uh, give it a little bit more of a clear picture of what you'd be dealing with. What does the magic flight one. even mean? Who knows? Yeah, it's, that's vague. That's some vague bullshit, and it has covered a number of tales. We're going to do specific bullshit that covers a number of tales. <laughs> That's our typing mm-hmm. system promise. All right. Are you two ready? Yes. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So this is going to be a tale that has a lot of beats we've hit before, but it tells them in the most... You don't s- fucking say. Slapdash lackadaisical way I think I've seen in a while. So even they were getting bored. Yeah, it's just like, just toss us in, I don't care. Once, there was a king. It's a checklist that we put punctuation in. The king doesn't matter, because he had a little boy. A son. A prince. Uh, I feel like we need to add the uh, first character mentioned doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's often the case. How do we phrase that one? Um, it's usually a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Often, yeah, or relative of some some kind. The parent yeet. That's the good. Parent, the parent yeet. <laughs> oh, what about the parent trap? Because it is like. 
It, it, makes is, you think, it is a trick and a trap played yeah. on us, <laughs> We just call it the, the parent trap. <laughs> yeah. Because we fall like, for it every time. I feel like this is going to really help. I don't like saying this word or acronym, but SEO <laughs> uh, of the whole of the whole list. If whole people enterprise. can Google the parent trap and maybe our stuff pops up along with Lindsay Lohan's classic hit. Unless that wasn't the Lindsay Lohan movie. Hey, I have in here the type Indiana Jones with no explanation because I suck at taking notes. Do you remember what that type meant? <laughs> sure don't. Maybe we'll discover it along the way. Great. I, if I had to assume, it's like it's the thing that he does where he swaps treasures. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or runs from boulders or something. Who knows? Someone who listens to this show right in, please. <laughs> yeah, tell us what we said. We don't know. <laughs> We, we do need to just make this like an editable Google Doc so that the patrons can also like keep track of what we what the fuck we were talking about. At some point when we get enough types, we're going to number the shit and put it in the categories, like the official system. Um, all right, so type, our first typing is parent trap. I do want to go on a quick tangent about the parent trap also. Great. Yeah. I've, I've never Let's seen go. it. Well, since since we're hitting all the classics anyway, I do just want to steal a joke from Twitter real quick that I saw. Uh, have you yeah, guys please. seen the McDonald's commercial directed by Edgar Wright recently? No. No. Oh wait, is it is it the one where everybody stands up and claps and yeah, in the office uh, and eyebrows at each other? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have seen it. Uh, somebody i don't recall who somebody on twitter posted that clip and just said <laughs> we need to parent trap edgar wright and simon Pegg." <laughs> pretty good yeah we, we need to get them to work together <laughs> on something again <laughs> all right so once there was a king who doesn't matter because he had a little boy and this little boy was foretold to be killed by a stag when he turned 16 prince boyson <laughs> boyson yeah he's a boy son Let's let's call him that for the rest of the thing because he doesn't get a fucking name. Prince Boyson. Yeah, great. We also don't have on our list. Destined type, to die. Uh, no names at all. So I feel like that's another type we need. This type no names. If you have a clever na- name for the no name typing, let me. Know. I read through a folklore with a boy with no name. Great. Pretty good. Who whomst, <laughs> Who did that one? <laughs> who did who did the song perfect i feel like that one's self-explanatory but then i'll get confused by it next week um all right so that's our second type uh so yeah he's foretold to be killed by a stag when he is 16 this is very important information that you need to remember is it on his birthday or is it just any time in that year after yeah, he th- crosses that threshold Somewhere in the 16 to 17 range, uh, Stag's going to do a murder. Uh, his parents matter. They didn't so- include that in the in the song from Sound of Music. Yeah. <laughs> I am 16 going on 17 if, uh, <laughs> if I'll I survive be a stag. By a stag. <laughs> um, apparently his parents don't give a shit about this prophecy uh, and they matter so little to the story that nothing at all is done to deal with this. And when he is 16, he goes on a hunting trip. We don't do that. With the huntsman. That's where the most stags are. <laughs> yeah, when you go hunting for them, that's like, 
That'd be like if uh, the go to a beauty, library. The Sleeping Beauty thing happened, and she's and the parents are like, you know what? We're gonna exclusively enroll her in spinning classes. <laughs> You're begging to be Final Destination. At that We're gonna point. fill our castle with pointy spindles. Um, so Unless it's a twist, and he's like bird hunting. That'd be funny. So for all uh, all we know, like his parents might have arranged this as his sixteenth birthday party. Like you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe you're a man now, dog. <laughs> maybe Go <they've>, hunting. <laughs> maybe they've heard enough tales where they're like, you know, if there's a prophecy that our kid's gonna get killed by a thing, why fight it? <laughs> like, do we want to keep feeding him for most of another year, uh, only for him to die by stag the day before he turns 17? No, let's just get mm. this over with. We've had 16 I... years to come to terms with it. It's your birthday, kid. Go out, find yourself a deer. They're crunching the numbers and it just doesn't make sense. I love kid ROI. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a type? Have we encountered that before? I feel like that is just sort of a state of medieval living. Yeah, yeah. truly. Is you got to sort of do the calculation as to like, I don't know. It's not fun. They, Nobody this, likes it, but it is a part of life. Like, is this one is this one worth it? So the prince is now outside of a royalty playpen, therefore immediately gets separated. So that is TGC type royalty playpen in action. <laughs> And while he's out there, he sees a stag that he wants to shoot, but he couldn't hit it. So he keeps chasing it. Sunk cost fallacy. And the stag takes Does him Does the on. stag know? The stag know that he's being chased? Know that he's destined to kill this boy. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the stag got a prophecy. Was he hired for this? He's like, dude, I don't want to, but you're making it really hard. He's a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to let you go. Just leave me alone. Uh, so the... The kid, Prince Boyson, chases the stag so far that they are like completely out of the forest, and then suddenly a great tall man stands there instead of the stag. So the stag was a shapeshifter. So it is a hitman. Yeah. And the tall man says, It's well I have you. I've already ruined six pairs of glass skates running after you, and I haven't been able to get you. Of what? What? Glass skates. You're being chased, sir. Piskies? Um, get used to this feeling that you're having right now. I I don't want to. Um, yeah, so apparently being a stag and leading a merry chase means that he was wearing glass skates and chasing Prince Boyson. I don't really know. Glass skates? Yep. When were skates invented? When was glass invented? (laughs) that's a great question also i'll leave you two to do this research (laughs) i oh i was not going to research it oh okay i I wanted i wanted to speculate okay i never want to research i always (laughs) i always want to guess um well before 1884 theoretically so uh the guy says uh, the guy gives this spiel and then drags prince boyson through a great lake to a great palace. And then he makes him sit down at a table and eat something. You're gonna have how, some fucking dinner. How fast did this happen? Um, I, I guess pretty quick. Stag is man, man is drag, drag is food. 
Just the one after the other. See the classic stag drag. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Isaac Newton was all all it would have been all over this. <laughs> Once they'd eaten something together, uh this guy, who is apparently a king, uh, because he is now referred to as the king instead of the tall man who was once a stag. Um, so surprise for all of us. We're dealing with a king of some sort. He says, I have three daughters. I'm going to good, need... good for you. <laughs> I'm going to need you to watch over the oldest one from nine in the evening to six in the morning. I'll be there checking. There are better it. ways what? to get a babysitter, my dude. <laughs> than like being a stag and kidnapping. Dr- drag a, a boy across a lake. He'll also be checking in every hour. What is the point? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and if he doesn't hear from, from Prince Boyson, uh, he will kill him in the morning. Oh, not, not right then, but just like in the morning. Oh, all right. But if you do always answer me on the hour, ding, 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 you win a wife. You Ew. get to keep one of the kids. Ew. Does he get to pick? Uh, it's presented as the eldest, I believe. So why mention the other ones? I don't know. <laughs> um, it, so when the young just, folks, Prince Boyson and oldest girl, just some FOMO. Yeah. Uh, when Prince Boyson and the and the oldest girl go to the bedroom, uh, there stood a stone image of Saint Christopher. Who is that? Uh, some kind of Catholic saint that athletes and stuff like. Saint Christopher is he travel? Like protection during travel, might be. I don't know any of the saints. Uh, yeah, I read up a little bit on on it on Wikipedia, but there was no like clean summary of of his situation. Just a cool guy. Yeah, just a rad saint. Uh, I assume this is just decoration she has in her her room for reasons. Uh, but she's I do a, like she's sporty. She's the sporty type. Yeah, I do like the. Um, implication of like when they went to the bedroom now there's a statue uh, so the king's daughter told the statue hey my daddy's checking in every hour so until 3am I need you to give him an answer instead of the king's son she does specify until 3 I don't know why she doesn't keep it up till the 6 o'clock time frame but... I, f- I feel like if I was Prince Boyson maybe sooner but definitely by this point I would be having a panic attack yeah, probably. I, I think it's best to start there. <laughs> to be just honest, just gonna see where it takes you. I, I think begin by panicking, and then yeah, just kind of see how you do uh, for the rest of the day. What do these people want from me? What are we doing? Why am I here? Why a statue? Why Everyone are... is dragging me around. <laughs> why is? Why does this girl give a shit? Um, so the stone image of St. Christopher nodded its head quite quickly, and then more and more slowly until at last it stood still. Which is creepy as shit, so if that's, he's not having a panic attack yet, he should now. That's a horrible detail. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> My god. So apparently this all worked out because the next like this this Great, story it sounds like it wouldn't. <laughs> the story skips a lot. Um, the next morning, it the sounds king's... like there's a number of failure points in this play. <laughs> yes, but so I'm glad it all works out. It's fine. Everything's perfect. The next morning, the king says, "All right, you did all right, but I can't give you my daughter yet." Um, 
So I'm going to need you to watch over the middleest child, but you'll still get the eldest as your wife prize at the end of it. What did, what did, what, 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 what did they do last night? I don't know. They just hang out, chat, play some card games? No idea. Not a damned clue. Detail missing from story. (laughs) Hmm. Maybe they fucked. Who knows? I don't know what vested interest the daughter has in, like, keeping this kid alive. Grims, you are on some shit this time. Uh, so (laughs) the middleist had an even larger stone image of saint christopher (laughs) what does that matter (laughs) well you know bigger is always better when you're building your story tension right like you can't just you can't just like have the same thing happen it has to happen but more you know what's more horrifying than rapidly shaking head statue if it's bigger (laughs) is it is it a bobblehead that we're describing Basically. Yeah, big stone bobblehead of a saint. Mm-hmm. But with like an engine in the head that revs up and then turns off. The same thing happens except we get the additional detail that the king's son takes himself a nap while while the stone thing is, is saying stuff for him. Well, at least there's that. Mm-hmm. Now I know what he did. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> and of course we have to do this a third time with an even bigger St. Christopher statue. Head so big! And this one nods for a full half hour before it like chills its its roll. <laughs> now the king's That's a bobble. Yeah, the king's son has himself another nap. It's um, a bobblehead that could split the earth. So we've run out of daughters for him to watch. Um, but wait, we <laughs> the do... king says now you must watch me. <laughs> we do get paid for the word, uh, so it's time for this tall king man to come up with further bullshit tasks to put off the. Um, the beginning phases of his empty nest syndrome. What else can I have you watch? So he tells uh, King, uh, Prince Boyson that he needs him to cut down a great forest in about 12 hours time. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is the time frame he's given to do this. And then he'll start to think about letting him marry his one of his daughters. Can I go home? <laughs> So he gives him a glass wedge, a glass axe, and a glass mallet for this task. Uh, These, of course, break immediately as soon as he hits them against a tree. And so the prince sits down and has himself a cry, uh, thus fulfilling the Tyler Gordy Carmen type crying at everything. (laughs) Uh, Because he thinks he's going to... You just have to punch the tree to get the material out to make tools. Yeah. Haven't you played a video game? Uh, So he's crying because he thinks he's going to have to die now. Uh, this wasn't an explicit threat. It wasn't like, cut down the forest or you'll die. I mean, if you didn't, if he didn't watch his daughters properly, he was going to get killed. Um, so but, he's just assuming that that maintains. Yeah. It's quite possible that anytime you're dealing with a king that wants something, this is a threat that you can assume is implied. Mm-hmm. So at noon, back at the king's house, he tells his girls that they need to bring this kid lunch. I appreciate that this king is extremely dedicated to this guy getting three square meals. I have a question. Yes. What is a king? Mm, I feel like this is a question that we should have asked years ago. <laughs> what is a king? What does a king what <laughs> what a king makes? Want? A king makes a lot of want. <clears throat> Maybe it's just like your royalty is determined by how much you want stupid bullshit. 
Sounds right. I would expect a king to have authority over people other than his daughter. You would assume, yes. That there but it seems like they're the only people around. A servant around. of some kind. But yeah, he's he is dedicated to this guy getting fed on time. Like what, what is he king of? Daughters. <laughs> the king of daughters. <laughs> and maybe this lake. Oh, I'm a king then. Of what? Podcasts. Are you the I'm, most wantingest podcaster? I've I'm the one who always asks questions, ain't I? I want to know. It's true. It's, yeah, that's fair. I'm the king of questions then. <laughs> king, yeah. <laughs> Um, so the king tells his girls that they need to go bring the kid lunch and the two eldest are like nah we don't want to make the youngest one do it no that's stupid Um, so the king's not a a very king of his daughters because this flies Uh, and the youngest is forced to take him lunch the story uses the word forced quite a lot uh, in the coming Mm. narrative for things that you don't really see a lot of force being applied to uh, so she's forced to take him his lunch. She asks him how it's going, and he says, "Oh, it's going very badly." <laughs> oh, I'm up shit creek. Yeah, he points to a pile of glass shards in the corner, and his probably bleeding hands. How do you think? And she's like, "All right, well, come and eat." <laughs> so we're supposed to make sure you're fed for some reason. So get over here. Let me go get my giant bobblehead to just knock the trees down. Uh, and. Prince Boyson says, no, I can't eat. I still have to die, so I'm not going to eat anything <laughs> anymore. It's a waste to eat because I'm going to be dead. I think that's more reason to eat. Eat everything you want. Like, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fear the beatus. You can have every cake. <laughs> uh, then I, she... love, I, I love that Blue Oyster cult song. <laughs> don't fear the beatus <laughs> come and take my cake don't fear the beatus <laughs> um, so like then she's nice to him and, and said let's just, just try a little so he eats the food I like to envision this as someone like Tempting a wild animal out with like a little crumble <laughs> and just eats it out of her hand. Just holding a sugar cube for him to take with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, okay, I'll comb your hair for a little while and you'll feel better. <laughs> so, yeah, very much like just trying to coax a wild pony. <laughs> uh, so she combs. I have apples. <laughs> she combs his hair until he falls asleep and then she takes her handkerchief, ties a knot, strikes it three times on the earth, and she says, Earth workers, come forth. Earth workers. Earth workers, yes. In a moment, numbers of little earthmen came forth. And they asked, what do you commend? Classic dwarves or gnomes, or what are we doing here? We got earthmen. Earthman. They're they're earthmen. Are they made of dirt? Uh, Maybe. Little golems? Who knows? Yeah, little golems, that'd be fun. Yeah, handkerchief-controlled golems? That's, That's pretty rad. They're the little rock guys from Frozen. Yeah. Except they're made of dirt instead of rocks. They're, they're <laughs> just like, dirt clumps. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. How maybe whimsical. They, maybe they sing a fun little song. My panic attack is calming down. <laughs> uh, so she tells him to cut the forest down in the next three hours and lay the wood in heaps. 
So they get to work and they get it done and come report back. And she beats her handkerchief against the ground again and tells them, Earthmen, go home. Uh, <laughs> which I think is kind of rude. Yeah. Like, you already got them there. Just just talk to them. They're like, hey, thanks. Why don't you go like take a load off? You don't have to do whatever weird handkerchief beating magic <laughs> to dismiss them. So Prince Boyson awoke and uh, he is just delighted that the work's been done. Like he's looking around and was like, Oh, how how wonderful for me. <laughs> so he's definitely royalty. Wait, he he fell asleep. Did I miss that? Yeah, she combed his hair till he fell asleep and then she had earth workers do this. And so when he wakes up, all of a sudden the work's just done. So he ate so much that he just like went to a food coma. It was a food and combing coma. I think it was like the soothing hair stuff. She basically pet him till he went to sleep. <laughs> I see. Like a cat. Yeah. Uh, so she tells him to come home when the clock strikes six. And then, I guess, leaves. Um, he does as he's told. And the king's like, hey, did you do it? And he says, yeah, it's all done. So the king says, hmm. That's suspicious because it's impossible. Nah, he's not even a little bit suspicious. He feeds him another oh. meal. Most okay. of these conversations are happening over mealtime, just so you know. I didn't leave that detail in, but it has occurred to me now that, like, this king is really um, focused on feeding people. Um, he's food motivated. Yeah. So the king says, mm, I can't give you a daughter yet. Um, I, uh, I need you to clean a fish pond and um, fill it with every kind of fish. I don't care. Saltwater, freshwater, they'll figure it out. <laughs> every just, fish in the world just give me give me one of each fish so it gives him a glass shovel and a 6pm deadline the shovel breaks immediately as does a hoe that Prince Boyson acquired somehow off screen so noon lunchtime comes around and the youngest daughter comes back to coax him to eat again and combs his hair and he falls asleep and she does her handkerchief magic and calls the earth workers again so it is like handkerchief only calls one kind of worker and it is earth worker <laughs> Um, and the earth workers get the pond all cleaned out and shiny and filled with every fish in two hours. Mm -hmm. Prince Boyson goes home at six and he's like, it's all done. And that was very good, the story tells us. If you say so. So now the king has to come up with yet another bullshit task. So this time he's got a mountain that has too many briars on it. And uh, he doesn't like it. It's gauche so he wants the briars cut down and a castle built on the mountain and also fully furnished and here's a glass axe and a glass gimlet and by gimlet <laughs> i do mean the tool for drilling small holes not the cocktail although maybe it's a cocktail <laughs> made of glass yeah never know it's the the glass filled with more glass in the rough shape of a gimlet um uh, hey king of questions here maybe you heard of me yeah i have <laughs> um, <laughs> my reputation precedes me um and you probably can't answer this one, but I'm going to pose it anyway. How do these daughters know these earth men? And good. the king does not. It's a good question, king of questions. Maybe their rock saint introduced them. I don't know. I appreciate the Catholicism and the magic coexisting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no idea. Great. Uh, so the glass tools broke again. 
And the prince sits and pouts and waits for his lunch and problem-solving delivery, which he refers to as his dearest. I did the same thing and the same problem happened. Oh no. So I'm going to wait for my dearest to show up. And by dearest, I do mean lunch. Um, So the youngest, of course. feels, I mean, I think I've said that. (laughs) To a sandwich before. Yeah. Hey, with the right sandwich. My dearest sandwich, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely had meals where it's like, if if I need to give up a relationship for this meal, I'd consider it. This is fucking delicious. Um. So yeah, she of course fixes it all with the handkerchief, dirt, people, magic, and they go home together at six. Uh, which I guess is enough of a clue that Daddy's picked up on the fact that some sort of little crush has developed here, uh, because without any preamble, the focus has shifted from marrying this guy off to the eldest to uh, marrying him off to the youngest. And he says, "I can't marry the youngest one until the other two are married." So you know. Before you get any ideas. So the pair of them are like, well, poop, we can't make Earthmen fix this problem. Um, So he just goes by night to her room and they run away. As they're running, she sees her father running behind them. So she's like, I got the fix for this. And she changes Prince Boysen into a briar and herself into a rose. And they hide in a bush. So the king gets there, and he sees the briar with a single rose. He goes to pluck the rose, but then a thorn came and pricked his finger, and he is forced to go home again. I thought you were going to say he's forced to die. Nope. He's just forced to go home because he got himself a boo-boo, and he's got to get a band-aid. That's where all the band-aids are. (laughs) So he goes home, and his wife, who exists apparently... She's here now. <laughs> yeah. And just has not had any input to this point. Yeah, she hasn't been at any of the dinners. She always has a headache and stays, stays up in her room. She's tired of the bullshit. She works in the city. <laughs> she's uh, always late getting home. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, hey, where's our daughter? And he says, oh, man, I lost her. I like I lost <laughs> sight of her. And also, I got this boo-boo from a rose bush. Mm. Um, so the wife is like, if you haven't been such a big ass baby and plucked the rose, the briar would have been forced to come with you too. She fails to mention why this is a thing he would want. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you wanted the rose, not the briar. Like, she doesn't say that it, that's the daughter. She's like, if you'd taken the rose, the briar would have come too. I don't think that's a compelling sales pitch. Not particularly. So she sends him out to fetch the rose, but the two of them have fled. Uh, So he follows. The daughter sees him. She's like, oh no. And she turns uh, the boy into a church and herself into a priest. And she stands at the pulpit and preaches. So I guess the Catholicism really helps. In him? Yeah, inside of him. (laughs) Where, what part of him is the pulpit? We're getting real friendly now. Yeah, this is a real intimate moment. I don't know what part the pulpit would be. Um, I'm going to refer to you, Gordy, to to decide that. Is it conspicuously missing a bell because there's no horse nearby? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I do like also that she gets to be um, the more, like, solid living things. (laughs) And he has been 
a bunch of thorny vines and a building. Which probably fucks a person up. Yeah, the panic attack is back. I think it's the perineum. (laughs) The pulpit? Yeah. Alright. Well, she's preaching there. (laughs) Uh, So the, the king runs after them and he, he sees the church and he's like, oh, well, I guess I should sit and listen to a sermon. So he just like sits, I assume alone in this church and listens to this priest preaching at just him. And then he goes home. And his, his wife's like, hey, you forgot the daughter again. And he says, well, I almost had them, but then a, there was a church service and, you know, you know us and our devotion to St. Christopher specifically. Um, so what was I to do? And the wife's like, well, obviously you should have kidnapped the priest and then the church would have had to come. Cause that's a thing you want. You're useless and I'm going myself. So she chases after them and the daughter sees her and she's like, oh shit, it's mom this time. We're in real trouble now. (laughs) What is, what is mom's dog in this race? I don't know. What, what what the fuck does she care? I don't know. She she just showed up to be mad at shit. Um. So the daughter's solution to this is to turn him into a pond and herself into a fish. So she's just getting all up inside him. The mom wants to catch the fish, but she can't. So she gets mad and she drinks up the entire pond. Who is, I will remind you, Prince Boyson. <laughs> But it makes her sick to have an entire pond in her stomach, so she vomits out the pond again, and this man is just having the worst day. (laughs) I know this is probably someone's fetish, but for the rest of us being drunk by a woman (laughs) and then vomited (laughs) out again, probably not a good time. Ain't doing it. If if it's yours, do right in. Yeah, enjoy this. You can rewind this and hear that part of the story as many times as you need. Um, I'd like to know. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that, like, I mean, maybe it's unlocked something for him, but I can't imagine that this was a pleasant thing to ha- to have happen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't often, but I do truly feel bad for Prince Boyson. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's a nothing-crying 16-year-old, um, and hasn't done anything for himself at all, um, but also... He didn't put himself in this situation much. He probably should have given up on that deer. This is a lot to go through. It is a... Yeah, he he will be needing therapy. Uh, so the mom yells that she sees nothing can be done now and they can come back. Uh, so the king's daughter's like, okay, so then goes home. Mm-hmm. And once she's home, the queen gives her three walnuts and says, these will help you out. Alright, get on out of here, scamp. What are you talking about? Yeah, mom, I guess, wanted her home so she could give her some nuts. Just throw them at me. (laughs) Uh, So the young folk go away again. I guess now with parental blessings. Uh, No... No concern over the needing the oldest daughter to, to be married first or anything. It's just, get your nuts and leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and they walk the ten whole miles to where the king's son castle lies near a village. It's not very far away. Just a lake away. Yeah. Uh, so Prince Boyson tells her to stay in the village so that he can go fetch a carriage for her. Everyone's happy to see him when he gets gets home, and he explains about how he's got this bride waiting in the village, and they need to go get a carriage ready, and everyone does. But then his mom kisses him, and he forgets everything, including mm-hmm. what he was about to do. So then his mom orders that the carriage be unput together, and everybody goes back in the house, and I guess everyone just kind of accepts that, well, there's a, there isn't a lady, so whatever. Meanwhile, back at the village, the girl's waiting for him, but he doesn't come, so she gets a job at a mill. You know, like like you do when you're stood up for a date. Just go go get hired at a mill. And her job is to clean tubs by a pond. So Prince Boyson's mom goes on a walk and sees her cleaning tubs. And she is like, man, that's a fine, strong girl. I like her. I know that this isn't great for podcasts because it's an audio medium, but I have been struck by stupefying silence. Like, things are are just happening. I feel like I need to come back to this in about a week (laughs) after I let it it stew for a while. Yeah, there's There's, just... There's no... (laughs) There's no logic or reason to any of it anymore. No. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? Which is frustrating. I'm I'm reading a There's book. There's no cause and effect. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. So I'm I'm gonna tangent this time. Um I am I'm reading a book now and because this is a negative review, I am not gonna share the specific title or author of this sure. book. Um I'm trying to finish it. But it's it's one of the ones like this where there's just a lot happening and not a lot of it's connected. And there have been times when I've gotten to a chapter and I'm like, who the hell is this person? Uh, and it's taken me half the chapter to be like, oh, okay. It's been a bit since we've seen him. He's important, I guess. Um, but I just finished reading a chapter before this where in the space of nine pages... Uh, we have someone packing to leave a country that she went to for some reason to help get her son back, and that's not going well. Uh, someone burst into her room as she was packing to cry about how this person loves her son and wants to marry him and not the person she's being betrothed to for political reasons, and can she be disguised as her maid? Um, uh, the first person we'll call her mom. Uh, mom says, no, it's uh, that's stupid. And then uh, a spy master comes in and crying girl leaves crying about how everything's unfair. And he's like, hey, you got coffee? I was up late last night. Also, do you want to go to this other country with me? And she's like, no, there's no point. And he says, what if we take this doctor who can cure your son who is kidnapped? And she's like, we've talked to him. He doesn't want to go. And he says, well, we've arrested him for treason. So I bet he'll go now. Um <sighs> interesting <laughs> and then then he's like hey come with me we're gonna get information from him and you should see him then torture scene then <laughs> then uh he's like he's agreed to go to this other country i don't know why we have to go to this other country to solve anything but that's the plan and then she's heading back to her room gets news that a ship has sunk off sea off screen um and 
a bunch of people are dead. She has no connections to any of these people. She is sad. Uh, one of these people is the brother to the person who came into her room crying about wanting to marry her son. Now this girl feels guilty because if she'd just gotten married to the guy her parents wanted her to get married, her brother wouldn't be dead. I don't know how or why. This was nine pages. One chapter. Single chapter. So Yo, I, writing is hard, dude. It is very hard. Um, <laughs> you can make it easier on yourself by cutting out about 40 characters if you're at this stage. If you find yourself here. Yeah, like just, just cut them out. And not mid-chapter off-screen in a ship sinking. Like, before the draft goes to print. Um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of, like, my reading today has been a lot of, what the what the hell is happening? <laughs> and how does this connect to anything? So, in summary, write your damn story, but also get it edited. <laughs> because this book is published. And has sequels and stuff, so write your story. Nothing should be stopping you. Anyway, back to this one. The queen likes this girl scrubbing tubs by a pond, and she and her attendants look at her like like she's a zoo animal. But no one knows her, so they don't do anything about it, and the girl keeps working at a mill for a long time. Meanwhile... How, wait, how, how long is a long time? Unclear. Like years? <laughs> yeah, insert your own time span. Choose your own adventure. Like, did she have a whole life? Maybe. At the at the mill? Yeah, maybe maybe she like got real into it. Uh, meanwhile, uh this this queen person's looking for a wife for Prince Boyson. <laughs> Prince uh, Prince Boyson is a good, a very good name. <laughs> it's it's better than what I was working with before. It's making it a lot easier for me to keep track of which <laughs> royalty member I'm talking about. Because um, he is referred to in the story as the king's son. But then there's also the king, who is not his father. Uh, and the king's <laughs> wife is referred to as the queen, as is this boy's mother. So they just refer to people as titles, but there's a lot of shared titles. So um, nice. thank you for giving him a name. <laughs> they They wrote down the sentence the king who was not his father and never once thought like is there a better way to go about this no they didn't even write the sentence the king who was not his father he's just referred to as the king and this one's referred to and as you the king's to... son and it's your job to keep track of the genealogy <laughs> of which one's what yeah um so i don't know why his mom kissed away his memories and told everyone to put carriages away so he wouldn't get married um it, it seemed both unintentional and intentional at the same time i mean a hell of a kiss if you can like suck away memories with it like what a what a talent to discover you have <laughs> it's not bad yeah maybe that's why he was allowed to go um hunting at 16 because she like kissed his dad and the dad forgot about the prophecy about his baby boy <laughs> who knows who cares we don't meet his dad spoiler is he dead yet who knows no no i mean the boy no <laughs> yeah dad dad's just doing his own thing he, just, he has no idea status boyson 
Um, so she picks a wife from far away. <laughs> Just at random? I guess. That's the that's the trait she has. <laughs> she comes from somewhere far away. So the bride comes and everybody wants to see her. Um, so like people are are trying to, to go catch a glimpse of the the new bride. And uh the girl who works at a mill asks the millkeeper or whatever that whoever owns the mill if she could get a day off to go stare at this woman and the miller's like yeah sure whatever do it i don't give a shit um so as you do before you go stare at the soon-to-be wife of your i guess one true love uh she opens a walnut and there's a dress in it yeah. Being a perfect match for Tyler Gordy Carmen type nut dress. Yep. Nut dress. So she puts the dress on and she goes to I church. knew that one would pay dividends. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you knew there were nut dresses lying in wait. Um, there are nut dresses yet. One day we'll find that tree. Um, so she puts the dress on and she goes to church and sits by the altar. Uh, Prince Boyson and his bride come in and the priest is about to bless them when the bride sees the girl and her super rad nut dress and the bride says, nope, call it off. I can't have a wedding till I have a dress as nice as that one. He upstaged the bride. We can't get married today. Uh, <laughs> so they go back and uh, the lady, is the girl with the dress is sent for to ask if she would sell the dress and she says, Nope, but I'll do a tradesies. She wants to sleep outside the groom's door for a night. So the bride's like, it's a deal. Um, and then she makes sure that her uh, fiancé gets a sleeping drink. So we got a uh, winky dink, drinky, coinky dinky type going on. Good, <laughs> good for her, I guess. So I feel like you could have just swapped it for like different dress. Man. Different, nicer dress, and then up and up and up from there. Uh, so she hangs outside his door, and she laments about all the work she's done for him with the earth people and the handkerchief beating and all of that. Uh, but he's sleeping. However, his servants heard, and they're like, um, what? <laughs> uh, so the next morning, the bride puts on her new nut dress, but this girl has a second nut that has a better nut dress in it. Uh, so she goes and hangs out at church and we have a repeat scene. What indication is there on the nuts of the quality of the dress within? I don't know. It's like, maybe the nuts are numbered. Like, open this one first. Um, so the, the deal is struck, but this time the servant gives him a wakey drink so that he would hear the lamenting. So good on that servant, I guess. Uh, so this triggers all his memories back in what's probably a fun flashback scene for him. Uh, and he wants to go for it to her, but his mom had locked his door. I think there is an unhealthy relationship with this mom and the son. Not like an icky, icky one, but like one of those like super controlling parent situations. Where he's super pampered, uh, but also completely restrained and she had to find a bride that she felt she could control 
but very selectively also. Yeah. Like, he is theoretically, uh, he's either 16 or a full-grown man, depending on how much <laughs> mill time we had going on. Um, but like 16 in fairy tale times is is pretty much an adult. Um, mommy shouldn't be locking his door anymore. So he had to wait. Till... Are we close to the end? Because I have the perfect way to fix this one. Yeah, we are close to the end. Uh, Great. Love he, had, it. he had to wait for morning because his door was locked. Uh, but as soon as he is like freed from his room, he goes at once to find the girl and tell her everything and, and beg her not to be mad at him for forgetting her. Uh, so she cracks mm. open the third walnut, puts on an even better dress, and they go immediately to church. A number of children come and give them flowers and offer ribbons to bind around their feet, which I guess is a thing. And then they were blessed by the priest and they had a merry wedding. But the false mother and the bride had to depart. The false mother. And the mouth of the person who last told this all is still warm. That's your sign-off. It's done now. You made it. So you might be thinking that this is a tricky one to solve. There's like a lot of moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of cogs going all at once. But I suggest that there is a single detail that we can change and everything falls into place. All right, go for it. Uh, at the very beginning, the stag kills him. The end. <laughs> and the rest is just his life flashing before his eyes. Yeah. The various <laughs> possibilities that could have awaited him. As he's yeah. gored to death by a very real animal <laughs> and not a king. Yeah, what a <laughs> shitty prophecy that was. Didn't really come true, did it? No, not even a little bit. Didn't no. wasn't really relevant at all, was it? No, it's just I like we gotta know. put him by a stag somehow, and we can't just have him hunt. Like if you just deleted that, it'd be better. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to know more about the um, whoever made the prophecy. Yeah, like, I want to. I want to know what was going on through like. I want to know about the parents who are just like, fuck it. Send him out to be killed by a stag. I don't care. So be it. And then the mom gets him back and she's like, all right, I'm going to control this boy's life from now on. I do like nut dress. Not for any role it played in the story, just the idea. Just like hearing about it again. Yeah, just interested in nut dress. It'd be a fun uh, fashion line in a fairy tale setting. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that—that's just a—that's just a brand. Yeah, who who makes nut dress? I am, I think, okay with the sixteen-year-old having very little personal agency in this particular story, except I would like that to be called out. <laughs> because I think, given the overbearing nature of the mother that's been presented, it makes sense that his primary actions in here are to chase a stag out of the woods and then cry about things Uh sure yeah Uh, but I would like that to be addressed I think if I were retelling this it would focus a lot more on the weird mom relationship and a lot less on the uh, bullshit tasks and a saint bobblehead like I would just cut that whole bit 
every some... everything from like, hey, I've kidnapped you to stare at my daughters all night to the Saint Bobblehead thing. There's nothing okay about any of it. <laughs> it's qu- it's quite weird. And it, 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 it like begs a lot of questions about like why are the daughters protecting him or letting him take naps or whatever? Why do they care? Um, I believe this was presented to us as a bony daughter possibility because of the um, the similar setup with the dad the running after them. The, yeah, I'm not getting bony vibes from this dad though. No. I'm not no, really getting I'm bony daughter vibes from the handkerchief beater either. No, somebody no. somebody heard about that situation and just copied it. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure that I would enter this into the bony daughter um, world view. Uh, I can't see bony sitting down and, and listening to a sermon just because it's there. <clears throat> No, it doesn't. That doesn't feel right. This is a straight-to-video uh, knockoff DVD of the Bony story. Yeah, I was gonna say this does feel like someone trying to cash in on something Bony-related, but not knowing, not really knowing how. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that assessment. It the story also just like. It's got the Dalnoir no eraser energy <laughs> where it needs something to happen so we're just going to pretend like this has been the case. Mm-hmm. It does speci- like it could be vastly improved by just editing out some specificities like being killed by the stag and the I'll marry you off to the eldest daughter because um, they just sort of sweep that under the rug when it's not convenient anymore. Yeah. I like the family I dynamic. I don't know what situation you'd possibly find yourself in for this to be true, but it kind of feels like um, they found a half-written story and had to fill in gaps in between random story beats. And they only had so much space to do each. It's just like a predictive text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Filled in. Like yeah. An early, an early AI chatbot kind of did story-aware filling. Mm-hmm. Or like an exquisite corpse storytelling method. Yeah. And there's like, if if I were to retell this, I would like to expand on certain details, like the queen admiring the random tub cleaner. <laughs> yeah. And just staring at her for a little bit. Like I feel as though that needs a follow up. What a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. To have no impact at all. It is puzzling. I think there's I would some say. I think there's some interesting family dynamics that could be explored. Um, like the the tall king and uh and his daughters and he's like, Go go do a chore and they're like, No, fuck that and he's like, Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go be a stag. That's <laughs> that's all he does. It's daddy's stag time. I'm gonna have a stag party of one. Well, I have ceased to uh, devote brain energy to this story. <laughs> I simply cannot afford any more. 
It's no, quite it's... a tiring one. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's just a lot of disconnected things flapping in the wind. Um, I feel like some of it could be pulled and tightened and, and made interesting, but a lot of it would probably just need to be cut mm-hmm. to really make this work. You do at that point have to wonder if it's worth it to even do that, though. Yeah. Yeah, this would if this like, there was... is a breaking point where it's not worth it to fix it. Sure. Um, <laughs> Much like the glass axe, <laughs> you could potentially fix it, but why? <laughs> why bother? Yeah, this it's is just a, shards on the ground. This is a situation where this, if this was my first draft, to be like, all right, I wrote that one, <laughs> and it's going to sit here. I'm going to write it again from scratch because yeah. that's going to be faster than fixing it, which yeah. I've had to do a couple of times. I imagine it's not uncommon. No. Especially if you tend to be a little bit more on the pantsing side of the spectrum. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that one. Um, so thank you, uh, Marie de Floof, for seeking this out. And thank you, Bread Wet Pillages, for finding it. Thank you. And thank you, Sir Laloon, for having a fully readable version of it available online. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show and sharing it about. We really appreciate that. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons who keep us running and fed. Uh, <laughs> paid the vet bills. Appreciate that, too. Um, Cricket says thank you. Cricket does say thank you. She's got another ultrasound, and uh, thank you for that. <laughs> um, thank you to our top-tier patrons, the Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Lord of Dragons, Biblio Princess, Heerius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Kid Chaos, Lone Criminal at Large, Cobbler's Got a Cobble, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spag Ghost, Coast to Coast, I've used this one before, but I like it the most, Caitlin, A Haunted Combination, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut, Your Girl Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, What the Folklore is a Fictional Creation and Any Daves Depicted are Purely Coincidental, High Listus of Wimbus, Spaghettle, Edel, Crump, Spaghettle, Spaghettle, Crump, Spaghettle, Spaghetto, Crump, Haley Prime, Justin, Lily is reminding you of the Book of Doug SAL starting February 14th, um, uh, Izzy, and Jenna. And the Stitch Along got a little bit more information on that. Essentially, you sign up for it, and uh, you get the patterns, and you get to make your own thing, but with other people and support. So it's looking pretty cool so far. Hop in the Discord if you're interested. Yeah. Uh, So thank you all, and thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're with the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.